It's time for Golf DMV. The podcast highlighting golf in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Low handicap, high handicap, or somewhere in between. If you love golf, you're in the right place. PGA, LPGA, industry trends. Golf DMV has it covered. This is Golf DMV. And now, here's Claude Jennings. Welcome to the Golf DMV podcast, season number one, episode number one. So thankful for the opportunity to host this podcast. Thank you to Podcast One. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, by the way. And thank you for sharing the podcast link with your friends. We want to make Golf DMV a big, uh, we want to make it the official golf podcast of the DMV. Why don't we do that? Why don't we make Golf DMV the official uh, podcast of uh, the DMV? If you want to know what the podcast is all about, uh, check out the teaser episode that we put on the uh, page before the this episode it explains what it's about, and it's basic, man. We're going to get together, and we're going to talk about golf, and we'll highlight golf courses in uh, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. You don't have to be smart to figure that out. I mean, that's why it's called Golf uh, DMV. So we're going to talk a lot today, obviously, about the Masters. It's Masters weekend. There's nothing else to talk about. When it comes to golf other than the Masters. Also, later in the show, we're going to have on uh, Brendan Horton from uh, Only Golf Park. Uh, he gave me lessons. <laughs> Even though the way I play, you probably can't tell that I've had lessons before ever at all. Uh, and also two of my buddies who are joining me today on the podcast. And that's nothing great about the podcast. We're going to have a revolving chair of folks uh, coming in. Basically, whoever I can find on the street who's available, like my friends, anybody I play with. Uh, and guys, and then we'll just talk a little bit about golf. So we've got Lawrence Brooks with me today. We call him LB. And we've got Sherman Gray here. We call him Sherman Gray. Hey, guys. <laughs> guys, welcome to Golf DMV. And thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Good. Couldn't think of a better place to be. Well, of course not. Now, well, you know what? It's funny. We'll talk about this. One thing Brendan's going to talk about, um, you know, with uh, the Masters right around the corner. That's kind of like the unofficial, to me, the unofficial start of golf. Like if you live on the mm-hmm. East Coast, mm-hmm. like on the Northeast, right? Uh, and the weather's getting better. Although we've had some really warm uh, weather through January, February, and March. I mean, we were able to get out and play a few weeks ago, um, but uh, you still need to shake the rust off if you live in the Midwest, if you live in the Northeast. So Brendan's going to help us out with that. So before we get started, just tell everybody a little bit about yourselves. We'll start with LB. Um, yeah, just, you know, where you like to play, describe your game, you know, and then we'll go to Sher. Hello, everybody. Uh, Lawrence Brooks here. LB, as they uh, like to call me. <laughs> uh, I just got back from Florida last night, matter of fact, playing golf. And, see, that's uh, the dedi- see, this is the kind of dedication we're talking about to golf DMV. He just got back from Florida, <laughs> and now he's here doing this high-quality right, podcast. Right. Absolutely, you, absolutely. And the, my game was terrible down there. <laughs> uh, but, hey, it, it is golf. That's why we play the game. <laughs> right. um, uh, my game sucks pretty much. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't break 90 on a consistent level. Uh, Brendan, as we'll discuss later, is, is actually is a really good instructor. He has helped my game a lot. The problem is I don't see him uh, enough, enough, enough to, to make a real positive, right. long-term difference. Uh, I've been playing golf for seven. I started in 2000 because a buddy of mine kept badgering me to play. Uh, so now my only real goal in life is to beat him every time I play him. <laughs> and so far, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Man, that's funny. That's what golf did. So DMV is all about. So what course did you play in Florida? Uh, so a place, place called The Villages. It's okay, actually a retirement nice. community. Nice. 55 and over. And since I'm getting close to that age, I'm starting <laughs> to think about where I'm going to retire. Mm-hmm. So this place has about over 49 whole courses and 12 championship courses. Nice. That's nice. all within the community. A golf cart right away. Nice. Nice. Uh, so it's a golfer's paradise. Nice. So, cool, uh, man. So I took two of my cousins with me to play golf. <laughs> they had never been on a course before <laughs> ever in life. So I take them to the range. Perfect. I'm a bucket of balls. 
giving the basis. This is how you hold a right. club. This is how you kind of <laughs> swing. You know, the five minute golf course right. lesson. Right. So we take them out. We go out in the course, and uh, there's a par three, 165 yards from the back. Mm-hmm. So I'm, that's where I'm teeing up from. My cousin says, "Well, I want to hit from back here too." I said, well, no, <laughs> no you, you, you don't want to hit. You need to hit up front because you're going to hit yours in the water. Right. She's like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to hit in the water. I said, okay, fine. Here's the ball. Right. Bloop, into the water. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Sherman, what about you, man? Uh, I've been playing golf since I was 16. Took it up seriously probably about mm, 2000, 2001 as well. If LB's game sucks, I don't know what you would call mine because I've never broken 90. Uh, I shoot low 90s pretty regularly now mm-hmm. but uh the big thanks to uh brendan for that as right, well so right. uh otherwise i'd probably still be upper 90s low <laughs> right right um, that's cool man well i you know really my favorite place to play is just the municipal courses um blue mash is probably my favorite out in only mm-hmm. uh, just because it's it's always a quick pace conditions are always great 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 practice range and mm-hmm. um you know we could go up there and just hit a bucket of balls and uh, you know, spend two hours just, you know, chipping and putting and throw a bucket in the sand, grass, tee boxes. So, yeah, um, the best game it. area in, in, the, in the area. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and cheap, too. So it's, you know, relatively cheap. Um, you get your money's worth if you're practicing. But, you know, you could go after work, get in a quick nine or you can get out there and, and do 18. It's always a quick pace. Uh, never going to spend, you know, uh 20 minutes on a tee box waiting behind a slow group because mm-hmm. normally we are the slow group and, <laughs> and there's nobody ever behind us either. So Montgomery County courses are always good, too. So I like any of those. OK, so joining us now, we've got Brendan Horton from Only Golf Park Instructor Club, Fitter Club Repairman. By the way, everybody in studio with me now, Sherman, myself, uh, Lawrence, have all taken lessons from Brendan. Don't hold that against him because he is a good instructor, <laughs> despite how I play and, and things like that. Brendan, thank you so much for joining us on Golf DMV. You, by the way, have the pleasure of being the first guest on the podcast, sir. That's great. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> good. Um, so, so before we talk about the, um, uh, you know, shaking off the winter rust uh, for guys who are get, getting ready to get back out and play, um, uh, give us your Masters preview. This is Masters week. Who do you think uh, has a good shot at winning this week? Well, you know, the Masters is, is just so special, and it really mm-hmm. makes it feel like golf season's finally here. Um, I don't think they're going to have any any good flowers this year because it's all bloomed already. But, <laughs> right. um, there's plenty of good guys uh, out there. Um, and I'm really hoping for something special in terms of like a special round of golf. Like uh, I keep thinking that Dustin Johnson or Bubba mm-hmm. Watson or Rory McIlroy, one of these guys who can just dominate the golf course in terms of length, will do something special and, and maybe – shoot a course record one of these days the way he's been driving the ball these last 18 months and wedging the ball uh, you know we could see him sort of turn turn back the clock on augusta national and maybe make it look a little bit the way tiger made it look Hmm. in his first win where he was hitting wedges and nine irons into a lot of the par fives and making everybody else look like they were playing a different golf course. Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting uh, is, you know, you get some guys like uh, who've been hot early in the season, like Hideki Matsuyama, also Justin Thomas, but ne- not necessarily as of late. But then you've got a guy like you said, Dustin Johnson, who's playing really good right now. Going into a tournament like the Masters, do you think it's more important to be playing your best golf right now, um, headed into it with momentum, or or is the Masters just such a big monster within itself, you know, all things just kind of reset, and these guys who have been hot kind of earlier this year, can kind of can refocus 
Well, I, th- I think it really depends on the player. And for a guy who's who's really due and very experienced and full of confidence like Dustin Johnson, uh, I don't think it matters that he's particularly hot. I think it's mm-hmm. great that he's hot and he can handle that probably as well as anybody else now. Um, for a guy like Rory or Hideki, some of the younger guys, I think it's good to kind of come in under the radar without too much press focus, too many people asking them questions that they don't want to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice to be sort of coming in loose and, and not too much pressure coming from other sources other than what they need to focus on in their golf games. Hey, Brendan, this is uh, Lawrence. How you doing, buddy? How are you? Good, good. Hey, uh, I'm, I got the forecast in front of me. They're talking about thunderstorms on Wednesday and early on Thursday morning. So that should uh, should soften up the conditions. Do you think that's going to play to anybody's you know particular strengths? Uh, well, if the weather was really making the golf play, course play unusually long, um, that can actually work in the favor of some of the shorter guys because if if the golf course gets long enough that the long guys can't hit sort of middle irons into the greens and they have to hit like long, long clubs, two irons and, and fairway woods into greens, then there's a lot of, a lot more risk in the whole risk reward of those par fives that they have out there. And so you, you get, you get when the golf course gets really long, you can get wedge wedge players coming into, uh, into their own and, and competing on those par fives where wedging it where everybody has to lay up pretty much or there's a lot of risk to going for par fives and two and guys tend to make mistakes when they're hitting three wood when they're not hitting you know six seven or eight iron into say 13 or 15. Well, you know, Brendan, one of the big stories um, last year was Jordan Spieth, you know, basically had the Masters in his hands, right? And then he gets to the 12th Choke. hole. Yeah, and, and then, like, he gets to the 12th hole, and all of a sudden he starts playing like Claude Jennings. Um, and so, um, But that's kind of hard to recover from. I mean, even afterwards, because, you know, he won the year before, he has to give the, you know, green jacket to Danny Willett, and he just seemed out of it. Um, how do you recover from him? Because, you know, we all have – I mean, mine's happened early and often. But, but how, how do you, as an instructor – how do you um, instruct people to recover from, you know, a bad hole like that? Because I can only imagine that that's got to be on his mind as he uh, as this week uh, approaches and plays out. Well, I think in a situation that like that, you got to put a lot of space and time uh, between <laughs> what happened to him and uh, and where he gets his confidence back. Because obviously, you know, you make make a mistake like that and he really wasn't the same on the golf course mm-hmm. the rest of the way around and pretty rarely do you see a guy who can make a big mistake like that and then turn it back on reset his mind to where he's back playing like he had the previous previous 10 or 11 holes um very rare that that happens i you know i think i don't think he's going to have too much trouble overcoming that i think that his uh you know his pre-shot routine and his mental focus will will push him past whatever he had in that brief moment during you know what's what's a really really tricky golf hole um you know if if people haven't gotten to, to augusta national to see a round of golf during the masters or go to a practice round uh i highly recommend it mm-hmm. it is just 
a totally different experience to see that golf course for real and to look at the 12 hole and see how small that target is hmm. and how small the margins of error are in hitting a, an iron shot, which is, you know, like an eight or a nine iron at the most, sometimes pitching wedge. Um, but the angle of that green and the, the cost of missing the shot just a little bit, and especially for the right-handed players, the misses tend to be bad because when they come up short and right, they're in the water. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, left-handers have it a little bit easier there because if they, if they pull it, they tend to go long, and then they're further back into the green, not as much trouble for them. Hey, Brandon and Sherman, how are you? Yes, sir. How are you, Sherman? Good. Good to hear from you. Hey, uh, at this point, I would take the field against the defending champ, Danny Willett. What is going on with him this season? Uh, you know, he. I think he's succumbed to uh, a lot of what happens to a guy who wins his first major. Um, you see a lot of guys who are maybe not quite ready for it, and they get distracted. I think he, he he got married or they had a baby or something. I think his his life changed a little bit in that way. Right. Um, but also, just when a guy when a guy signs a contract with all of his sponsors and wins a major, you know, all these new contract options come up. It's got to be very distracting. Sure. You know, they got all these obligations they have to play in after they've won a major because it's in their contract to go do something different for, you know, this round and this, this, uh, sponsorship deal. It's very difficult. I think, um, some guys are, you know, geared up for it and ready for it. And they've been ready for it their whole lives. Like, like, uh, you know, Jordan Spieth, and some guys just aren't ready for it. Right. Hey, I had another question about the Masters, too, uh, as far as visiting the Masters. So there's a, a um, uh, lottery to actually get tickets that way. And even though the tickets are expensive, um, you always hear about how cheap it is to actually enjoy the day once you get on the course. So you could get, you know, two hamburgers, a, a soda, and a bag of popcorn for five bucks or what yeah. have you. The big thing there's the cheese sandwiches, some kind of special cheese sandwich. Yeah, they, yeah, they got they got these cool pimento cheese sandwiches <laughs> which, uh, which which go down pretty nicely with a beer and uh and some chips. Last time I went, tickets were for a practice round, they were thirty nine bucks a piece. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you have to get those through the lottery, so you know, getting them in the lottery is not a sure thing at all. Sure. And once once somebody has those tickets, a lot of people then start to sell them in the in the aftermarket and <laughs> right. shoppers and stuff. And uh, that's where the, those prices tend to appreciate quite a bit. Okay. Uh, but I, I can't recommend enough registering every year. First thing you do when the Masters is, is done, go to their website, register for next year's tickets. If you get them, go. If you can't go, make your friends indebted to you. <laughs> Some of your buddies, because it's it's really like nothing else. Uh, it's just fantastic. Yeah, I, I've I've tried to. Well, I have put my name in the lottery the last four years. I've yet to come up for it. But I have a client that uh, a work client who lives outside of Atlanta. He's gotten it twice in the last four years. So wow. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm trying to get my hands on those tickets too. <laughs> right. One thing about the Masters too, Brendan, like you said, it kind of especially if you're in the Midwest or in the uh, Northeast, uh, you know, where we are in the DC, uh, Maryland, Virginia area, kind of marks the official, kind of the unofficial start of the golf season for us because the weather's starting to turn. Even though we had a pretty warm winter um, uh, this year, uh, but it's starting to turn to where we can play 
some more golf. So we wanted to, to bring you on to talk about, um, you know, kind of shaking off the rest. I know when I first emailed you, you probably thought that we were going to waste your time with more lessons again, but it wasn't for that. It was for the um, for the podcast. So for someone who's just about to get out and maybe they hadn't had a lot of chance, the time to chip and putt around the house or get out while the weather was um, uh, good in January, February, or March, what can they do to, um, to kind of shake some of the rest off before that first uh, round or so? Yeah, I mean, it's a gorgeous day out today. Uh, I, I don't know why we're sitting here trying to talk a good game. We should, we should all be out there, out there enjoying this good weather. And, uh, you know, the golf courses are just starting to come into good condition. So with good weather and good golf course conditions, it's really worth getting out there. Uh, I'm actually thinking about maybe just going over to Sligo and banging the ball around with my, with my daughter later today just to get some, some time outside. Um, but in terms of improving your game and being ready, uh, you know, as you're feeling the season come on and you're getting ready to go play, you should really do some work with the club at home, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. You know, start off swinging the club for a few minutes every day just to get your golf muscles going, get a little bit of flexibility coming into your body, get a little bit of that golf-specific strength, which is hard to come by in, you know, early March and late February. Um after you've done a couple of days of that, get the weighted club out or add a weight to your club and start doing that with the weighted club. Uh, once you get out to the driving range or to the golf course, the first thing you should really do is pay attention to your alignment. Mm-hmm. If your alignment's not good, you're going you're gonna to be hitting balls out into this big field at the driving range, <laughs> and if they feel good, you're going to say, ah, oh, that must be where my aim is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's not true. It's 10 or 15, 20 yards off <laughs> from where you're actually aimed. And now you're just building in the feel of hitting it 25 yards right or 15 yards left as you, as you hit these balls that feel pretty solid. And, uh, you know, once, once you get your station going at the driving range, put some, some, some of those, those little stakes that we get at the hardware store for the driveway, lay those down or Mm -hmm. lay a club down and know exactly where that's pointed. So when you get Mm -hmm. set up, you know where to look and you know where your ball should go and you're not accepting solid shots that are going someplace else. And then you get on the golf course and you're like, man, I kill it at the range. I'm trying to figure out why this won't go straight (laughs) on the course. It's like, ah, because it's not really going straight on the range, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, it may may be flying straight, but it's not flying where, where it's, best to go uh, you know relative to your aim and then you know you do that with like an eight or a seven iron and you can you can feel pretty solid but once you start doing the same swing path with a three wood or a driver then the the results get really different and they're not good results well, we're speaking with Brendan uh, from Only Golf Park. The website, by the way, is onlygolfpark.com. Uh, it's in Only, Maryland. Uh, Brendan, people can find you up at Only Golf Park. Uh, give us a, look, a, a couple of highlights about Only Golf Park. What makes it so great? I mean, we, we all take lessons there. What makes it so great as an instructor? Well, it's a, it's a great year-round place to practice. Uh, we've, got, we've got like 70 heated bays. We've got a, a bottom level, a top level. We've got... Uh, out, outside hitting spots. We've got a grass, grass tee with real targets out in the, in the range. We've got an island green. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a great short game area, which mm-hmm. is, you know, where people should be spending a lot of time <laughs> right. warm up into the season. You guys been out there yet? I haven't really seen you on the short game yet. <laughs> I saw you there a couple of weeks ago up at the uh, range. 
Was he? Were that, you avoiding Brendan? You didn't go speak to him, Albert. You, you didn't want to see the. Yeah, I didn't want him to see me swinging. <laughs> that's oh, right. That's I saw a lot of marks on that driver. I, I <laughs> and by the way, LB, Brendan fitted you for that that PNG yes, twenty that you yes, got right. Yes, yep, and it's about that's been about three years ago now. I think maybe maybe four. It's been a while. It's probably time for upgrade. Well, yeah. we do a lot of we do a lot of club fitting at Only Golf Park. And uh, I can't recommend getting fit someplace uh, that you can actually see the ball fly enough because mm-hmm. there's just something missing when you're hitting it into a net. And while launch monitor technology is very good, it there's nothing like your eye seeing it mm-hmm. and, and hearing it in a real environment as opposed to being indoors and only hitting into a net. Oh, I, I need to get my, uh, my driver... Uh fitted so i'm gonna come out there um this is the same driver by the way i got this as a birthday gift and brendan uh said well go ahead and swing the driver he had been working on my short game which really just spending you know a few months with brendan dropped my score six or seven strokes mm-hmm. just working on my short game so it is important but he saw me swing it one time and he said take that driver sell it to lp and go get a different <laughs> one <laughs> That's Brendan Horton from Only Golf Park. Again, the website, onlygolfpark.com. Give Brendan a, a call. Just check out the website. You can schedule a lesson with Brendan. He's really patient. I can testify to that. Yes. Uh, he's done lots of uh, group clinics for us, beginners, and, and those of us who still play like beginners, even though we're not. Brendan, thank you so much for your time on uh, Golf DMV. Can't wait to have you back on the show, buddy. You bet, guys. Thank you for having me. I look forward to seeing you soon. I mean, you guys, it's, it's funny, but I mean, we're, we're being honest. I mean, Brendan's really patient. Yeah, Great right, guy, absolutely. too, by the way. So, yeah, uh, Only Golf Park, uh, that short game area is really really nice so you can get out there you can do some chipping they got a sand you know area yeah, and you know, like brennan said yeah we got to spend more time on that short game area. right and that's really where i kind of yeah. kind of I, I, I use that one if i don't go if i don't go to blue mass i go to only mm-hmm. um that's both are closest to my house and i'll see brennan all the time he'll just be you know giving somebody else a lesson he'll stop by and we'll you know, chat it up a bit. Yeah, He's I should have asked him what yeah. score does his does his daughter shoot. So he didn't think <laughs> no, about taking the score. I think she's probably better. price. I put my money on her. This is the Golf DMV podcast. I'm Claude Jennings again. That was Brendan Horton at Only Golf Park. I uh, checked him out. We want to highlight some things going on here in the golf scene uh, in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. I've got Sherman Gray here. We call him Sherman Gray. We got Lawrence Brooks. We call him LB. Uh, so the Masters. It's Masters week, big time. This is my favorite tournament. Like. Mm-hmm. Once the year turns, I start kind of paying attention. I mean, I pay attention to golf all year round, but I really start paying attention at the at the uh, Phoenix at the Waste Management Open. You know, mm-hmm. you've got that <laughs> right. stadium. I right, love that. Right, that kind of right. gets me going. And then the Masters, it's like you know, it's on. And we're so, yeah. right, we're here. It's time for golf. So, uh, let's talk about the Masters. Who do you guys see? We'll start with LB. Uh, um, who who's your, who are you looking at? Who who are you keeping your eye on? Well, I, I pulled up the odds this morning. So <laughs> there we see. Now we're talking. What, what's Vegas say? What, what are we talking yeah, about? Vegas here? got Dustin Johnson as five to one. Okay. Uh, Spieth and Rory are both seven to one, and then Jason Day is twelve to one, and it drops off from there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nobody, honestly, in this top list that I want to see win more, maybe than maybe Dustin Johnson mm-hmm. or maybe even Ricky Falker if he can get it together and play and 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 win. Uh, there are a couple people on this on this top. I guess this is the top twenty list or so that I have 
that I do not want to see. Okay. Those <laughs> people would be Adam Scott and Stan. <laughs> Don't want to see him win. This is so. No, this is classic. Like <laughs> I love. This. Let's not talk about who we're rooting for. Let's just talk about who we don't want to see win. Go ahead, Adam Scott. I don't want to see Man Breast, aka Phil Mickelson. I don't want to see him win in oh, his uh, two foot vertical <laughs> celebration jump. Isn't that, isn't that the funniest thing when he wins? He like leaps and he like he doesn't like his toes didn't yeah, leave the might, ground. Yeah, two, two feet well, is a is a stretch. He might as well not even. Two this guy I hate the most too. Well, not the most, probably, but he's pretty high up on my hate list. Is uh, Sergio Garcia. You don't like I, Serge? I don't want to see him win anything. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's my list. Anybody other than those people, and honestly, uh, and I hope this doesn't sound too bad, I root for Americans. Right. <laughs> I want to see American the American exceptionalism. You try to make America great again. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. This, this stuff is rubbing off on me now. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Well, this could be a, if Roy wins, right? This could be the career grand slam for him, right? This would be his career, yeah, career grand has, slam yeah, for Roy. He hasn't yeah, yeah. won this. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Okay, sure. What about you? Who you can go? Who you don't want to see or who you want to see? It's totally up yeah, to uh, Fat Phil. I definitely don't want to see him <laughs> oh, win. Um, you know who I would really love to see win? Who's probably my favorite golfer uh, at the at the moment? He has been. Uh, for the last couple of years is Jason Day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah and he's always right there. Every major though, he's right there. You know, he's always finishing in the top ten. But um, I'm not even sure if he's going to play. Right. So his uh, his mom is suffering from oh, right. lung cancer and is really oh, sick man. right now. Mm-hmm. So, and by uh, the way, if you haven't heard Jason Day's story about how he got into golf, man, you know he did an episode on the Golf Channel with Fair- with David Faraday where he mm-hmm. talks about it. I mean, from his dad kind of being abusive and a mm-hmm. drunk, and mm-hmm. you know his mom and aunts and sisters putting you know so much money in and almost mortgaging the house, things like that, right. to get him in this academy. And he said, I mean, even as a kid, he was kind of a, a knucklehead, and golf kind of got him straight. And when he won that first major, and he started crying he's like he was just thinking about all the sacrifice that everybody right. you know did to put him through this to get him to that point and he's like you know there was no reason for anybody to believe i could be anything you know right. and for some he's, he's, yeah. he's humble mm-hmm. you know it's a it's a feel-good story um you know so i hated hearing about his mom i mean i uh lost my father to the exact same disease so mm-hmm. they are saying uh they're not even sure if he's gonna play she's that sick so mm-hmm. and if he uh-huh. does play mm-hmm. his mind is obviously right, gonna be elsewhere be so yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, seeing um, I, I like Jordan Spieth. I like his dominance. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate seeing what happened to him last year. <laughs> that so, was so bad, right? Yeah. I mean, we can all relate to that. Yeah, I mean, there's yes. something in you that says, ha ha, now you see how it feels. Because yeah, yeah, right. yeah. we go through that right. all the time. You Welcome know what I mean? To but, my world. <laughs> right. right. Um, so, you know, so, but I, but I like him, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's something about that. Uh, it's like the tiger theory, you know, yeah. that, you know, you love seeing dominance um, right. and he's not cocky with it. So yeah. but see, that's the thing. To, I don't know if he's been, I mean, he's, I think out of the newer guys, he's probably been the most, out of the younger guys, he's been the most dominant. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's one of the things that make athletes, when you look at a Tiger Woods or you look at Michael Jordan, you know, they're always looking for the next person. Right. This is what makes those guys them, that they're right. dominant. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't know when the next time we'll see another stretch that Tiger, you right, know, right. where someone just wins th- th- that many tournaments and that many majors. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. But I also think that even though we don't have that in Tiger, by the way, he's not. I mean, everybody probably knows now who's listening to this podcast. Right, he's right. not playing at the, right, at the Masters. Right. But, but I think we're at a at a really good state in golf where we've got the pool is deeper right. of, you yes, know, guys, absolutely. you know what I mean, of, of mm-hmm. great players as opposed to having one who just dominates everybody. I love the fact that we don't have one guy dominating. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, you. you're good. They, But, you know, that that's very true. I mean, and it's. It's a good quality class, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. There, it, you know, you can really take about ten different golfers, and they may win. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Yeah, fifteen. 
Yeah. <laughs> Easily. And and yeah. you would not be wrong for picking them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sure, we love to clown on, on Phil, but Phil always shows up in the Masters, you know, being a lefty. You know, I never really thought about that, what Brendan said a few minutes mm-hmm. ago, but but that's very true. I mean, you know, being a lefty may actually benefit him there. Right. Yeah, they um, talked about that a lot because uh, Bubba Watson won, what, two in three years or maybe even three out of four. Let's see. Bubba Watson won in uh, 2014, 2012. Yeah, so he won two and uh, yeah, two and three years. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. and, and he talked about how that plays well mm-hmm. with lefties, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if uh, Jason Day does not play, then I'm probably going to be rooting for Jordan Speed. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I mean, I think for me, like I don't know, I'm a little opposite of LB. There's not a lot of guys on tour that I hate. I mean, <laughs> right. that, I, that I don't want to I have see my reasons for hate. That <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see win. I like, you know, I like all the guys out there. I think, um, though, you know, when you look at Dustin Johnson, I mean, you know, I, who would want to bet against that guy, right? I mean, right. he's playing the best. He's playing the best out of anybody right now. Jordan Spieth, I think, uh, is playing really solid mm-hmm. this year, and so is Roy McIlroy. You know, mm-hmm. I, didn't, didn't Jordan just miss the cut uh, to sell? Right, and so he and. and we, and he said something funny. Mm-hmm. He says uh, he he says that he doesn't think it's going to you know uh, affect uh, what he's going to do at the Masters. And he says everyone knows when we step out there that we strike fear. Right, and, right. And I don't think Jordan Spieth strikes fear <laughs> nah. in other players. Do you get like where did yeah, that come I, I from? I heard that too, and I had to you had to giggle because I nah, I didn't. <laughs> he, may, he nah. may have for that four, you know that when one, he was ripping one, off those yes, yeah. those uh, he had that one stretch that yeah, one season where he was just yeah, killing yeah, 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 killing two or three years ago yeah, yeah and, but and then that the was ma- then. and then the Masters 2016 happened right. so, yeah exactly. I'm just not sure yeah. if we be like oh god Jordan's playing I don't right. think anybody is fearful of that so kind of weird he lost yeah I feel like yeah I feel like that was that was him you know trying to shake off like hey, well I wasn't a big deal I missed the cut right. this week you know but mm-hmm. this is and he said it this is the second weekend in a row mm-hmm. that he wasn't playing because I know it wasn't the the, the 36 hole thing missing the cut mm-hmm. with the uh, match play mm-hmm. but he lost in the match play and couldn't make it to the weekends and then right. he yeah. you know doesn't make the cut in the Shell Houston Open mm-hmm. I think it was just kind of like you know sometimes you know you, you, you bark loud when you hurt the most <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So right. I think right. <laughs> I think that a little bit point. of bark yeah. from a boy but, you know, Jordan one thing too I, I was looking through some of the uh, um, Standings this morning, and the guy who's probably at, I don't know what the score is now, but uh, Shun Kung. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at his scoring, and you know, out of fifteen tournaments this season, you know, he's only made the cut. I, I was six of them or something like that, mm-hmm. eight of them. Right. You know, so right. one, one week you you miss the cut, and the next week you're in first place. Right. No, that you know, going into Sunday. So, right. uh, you know, how how much pressure does people actually feel when Jordan? When Speef doesn't make the cut, you know they say, "Well, this could be next right, week. This he, could be my week." Yeah, right. no, that's a good you know, point. He turns it on next week. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and when the thing about that, we talk about the dominance with Tiger. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I forget the number, but he didn't have many missed cuts. When right. he, yeah. he, was, he, was, he was news, news, news yeah. missed the cut. And so, yeah. I mean, and, and 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 as you look at the Masters coming up, you know, we just talked about some of the guys who are new winning on tour. Um, there are some guys who are first time major winners, but not a lot of new names on that list mm-hmm. of past major champions. And so, right. um, you know, when you look at the list that you you have brought up LB. I think that we're going to see the, the winner come from a list of guys that we're pretty familiar with. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of guys didn't, you know, I mean, Danny, Danny, Danny Willett wasn't mm-hmm. a household name, but if you watch golf, you were you familiar with right, Danny right, Willett. Exactly. And he was kind of on exactly. the brink of doing something big last year. Right. Uh, fell off big time mm-hmm. um, after winning it. But, um, don't, you know, we'll don't forget see. about Hideki also. You know, he can, right. he, he could very well win yeah. this thing. Hideki is uh, 14 to 1 odds. 
in case you're putting yeah, that down, Hideki's fourteen, to one. the golf DMV podcast talking all things uh, golf, highlighting the uh, uh, golf in the uh, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. We've got Sherman with me today, uh, LB with me today as well. They'll be back on the podcast. Look, man, share the link. Tell the folks you know about uh, golf DMV. Uh, tell the people at your local mm-hmm. clubs. Tell people. Look, and it's the thing. Like this is what the what the podcast is going to be, man. It's going to be for those who you know are single handicappers, those who are single handicappers by game. And those who are single handicappers because that's just what they put in the scorecard, even <laughs> right. though they're cheap. Yes. Yeah, because they yes. cheat. Yes. We know some folks like that. Yes, they don't do. play with us much anymore. <laughs> if they listen to the podcast, they know that's who right. they are. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, but for the, but for the high handicappers, you, you know, you're 20 or something like that, that's fine too. You know, if you play at some high end courses, that's cool. And if you play in basically on gravel and dirt, mm-hmm. if you love golf, this is what the podcast is going to be. We want to highlight right. these courses and, and try to bring that to you. And we'll do the best we can with analysis of the PGA and LPGA. But I can't promise you anything on that. <laughs> Anyway, this is Golf DMV. Please share the podcast. Shout out, by the way, to T.L. Benson for the music for the podcast. My guy, Peter Reef, for doing all the voiceovers. Um, and if you want to catch more from T.L. Benton and his institute, he has an institute in Southern Maryland. Just check out his website. It's the Benson Institute. If you're an adult who wants to take music lessons or you're a kid and you've got kids who want to take lessons, send them down to Tristan. And um, I can't promise you he'll cut you a deal, but he'll cut me a deal if I mention him on the podcast. So, <laughs> on the music kids. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. This is Golf DMV. Don't forget to share the link with your friends and enjoy the Masters this week. This is Golf DMV.